<laughs> it's time now for Who's Your Single? Designed to help you find the keys to unlock a successful day at the races. And now, here's your host and the leader of FBG Nation, Dan Cronin, and he's joined by CC Broadus. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Who's Your Single? And this is for the races of Saturday, January 13th, 2024. I'm CC Broadus, and I'm joined by the leader, the fearless leader of FBG Nation, Dan Cronin. Dan, how you doing? Pretty good, CC. A little frustrated that I didn't play personally last night the pick five. I did get several emails from guys that hit the pick fours and fives. Uh, late last night with our single pumpkin scone, but uh, I didn't hit it because I didn't play. I got frustrated and went to dinner. <laughs> Doesn't it always happen that way? That's yeah, that's the way it always works. But sometimes you got to reset. You got to recharge your batteries. Right, you, you, this this is so much of a grind that you, you need to freshen freshen your brain a little bit because it's uh like I say it's a it's a long road ahead. We got a lot of a lot of races to to handicap in 2024. Uh, let's, uh, before we get into some of these races that we like today, I'm going to remind everybody to, uh, like, and, and subscribe to this podcast, uh, leave a comment, leave a nice comment. I've got a really thin skin and uh, my, my feelings hurt easily. So just, uh, say something nice or don't say anything at all. And of course, uh, Dan operates Fatball Guy Racing. You can go to fatballguyracing.com and you can get, uh, selections for, uh, all the major tracks this weekend, uh, Oaklawn, Santa Anita, Turfway, Fairgrounds, Aqueduct, and Gulfstream, and, and you can get all kinds of college basketball selections as well. Anything you want to add to that, Dan? You can also go to my YouTube channel, Fatball Guy Racing. You can see it under my name or Fatball Guy Racing and subscribe there. We're doing a lot of free videos, too, for Who's Your Single on Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays for, for people trying to get those singles out there. All right, let's kick it off. We're going to go to Gulfstream. We've got two horses in two separate races at Gulfstream. And first, uh, we're going to go to the first first leg. We're going to know where we're at early on Saturday. Number Race number one, it's five furlongs on the Tapita, maiden claiming, uh, $35,000 claiming tag. Dan, who do you like in race one at Gulfstream? Well, I love singling in first legs of pick fives if I can. You know, if that's the choice, that that's my choice. Because if you do blow, you can always come back and bet the pick four if you do like the sequence. So, but I, I like Kozanka the eight. Now, I got to preface this by I don't like this rider. I'm not a Rios fan, but he is more of a speed type rider. He's on the outside. The horse has speed. He got stuck in the one hole last time. In a straight maiden race, he gets Lasix. Uh, you know, these Kozans have been running, and I, I think the drop in class may be exactly what she needs. She ran a perfect flat race last time, broke third, got into second, faded a little bit. That's exactly what I like for, for a one-star horse. The post position's perfect. You know, if this firster in the two-hole with Saez for D'Angelo is not a runner, and he's not really a first-time guy, there's really not a lot in here. She may go right to the lead and be gone. 
and 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 I don't think she needs the lead, but I, I think she'll be one, two, three, and and have every reason and no excuse from out there. Love that price at nine to two. You think that'll hold up? I think we'll at least get three to one just because of the rider. People stare at Irad, you know, they stare at Jose, they stare at Gaffleone and Saez and Paco. All five of them are in the race. So I, I think that's going to spread the money out some to where a lot of people look at Rios and go, ah, no thanks. And I, I think it'll drift up. So I, I think we should be able to get that price. A, a note on that sire, Kozan. That is a half brother to Royal Delta. You remember Royal Delta a few years ago for Bill Mott? She was oh, the, yeah. she was all the rage back in the day. I think she won a yeah she won a Breeders Cup distaff out in California. So yeah, uh, good sire line there. Uh, good good Florida sire. Uh, let's uh, turn the page now. We're going to go close to the end of the card. Race number nine. And let's go all the way. Flip through my iPad here. Race number nine. Maiden special weight. Love these at, at uh, Gulfstream. Maiden's three years old, going a flat mile. That's a one-turn mile at Gulfstream. And who's your horse? Who's your single in race well, number nine? This is our long shot. Not necessarily, necessarily a single uh, because there's going to be a one-to-two shot in one of the other races in that pick five that it's hard to get past for Bill Mott. But uh, this one, I think, could actually make the double and pick threes and pick fives pay a little bit. If we can get the three home here, D-Day Sky. Uh, and I haven't seen the morning line, so I don't know what this horse is on the morning line. Eight to one. So, yeah, so there you go. You got Churchill race, turn back from two turns to one turn. You got a pretty solid pace coming, I think. You get Lasix for the first time. You get a rider that's very capable, but nobody bets on a horse that nobody's ever bet on 10 to 1, 25 to 1, 11 to 1, and three starts. But he's got something that I absolutely love. Wilkes improves horses. He always has. And this one starts with a 21 buyer to a 63 buyer to a 78 buyer. If he goes forward again to an 84, 85, 88 type buyer, he's going to win. And I think coming out of that track phantom race, which is just an electric race, track phantom came out of there and won the stake race. I, I, I think this horse has a monster chance. And I know they're already touting the Clement horse on the rail is going to take money. The Shug McGahee horse, the two is going to take money. And of course, the Pletcher horse is going to be a monster favorite, the 12. So I think our price has to hold. And, you know, if you don't want to just take the Pletcher and, and, uh, you know, go one to five, one to five in the pick five, which I do not want to do. Um, that's why I'm going to the three and I'm hoping I can pull an upset. Looking at his past performances, that last race was really strong. If you look at track phantom, yep. who won the last race track phantom came back to win the Gunrunner stakes at fairgrounds in his next start. If my memory serves me correct, lat long was the runner up. That's a McPeak yep. horse that, Broke his maiden at Oaklawn in his next start. Yep. And then you've got D-Day Sky came in third there. You know, so he gets uh, gets first Lasix. Uh, something I like to do, if, if there's a horse at a price that I like, I will – we call this the Shiloh play. Me and Alan Schneider, my buddy, he, uh, he'll he take a horse that he likes on top that may be a heavy favorite or, or whatnot, and then he'll key – 
a horse like D-Day Sky, second, third, and fourth. And uh, just just throw every horse around that one, and 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 we'll just we'll use the like it, we would go twelve with three with all with all twelve with all with three with all twelve with all with all with three, and uh, you know if if the heavy favorite wins, you still might get a price if you can get your your long shot into the money and maybe get another another long shot in there as well. That then it might it might be an overlay, so uh, something to keep in mind. And I'm not a big exacta player, but I'd be I, I'd be betting three and twelve and twelve and three. If I if I played exactas, it would be the three twelve box as many times as I could hit it. Uh, I'm just not a big big exacta player. I think I just added up all my exactas for the entire year. I didn't even get to a thousand bucks. I just <laughs> I, I just don't play a lot of them. But uh, but I agree with you. Why not do that? Yeah, the, you know, the twelve. Different. You would think the twelve is going to be really tough. Bu which yeah. is son of Curlin. It's Todd Pletcher for Rapoli Stables. This horse uh, uh, was just nosed out. I, I'm certain that you really like this horse at Saratoga over the summer. Is that right? Yep. We were told this horse was a monster at Saratoga and just, you know, he's had some bad luck. Uh, I think they put him in over his head. It just still was a decent horse. He drew the rail. You know, he couldn't get, he couldn't get off the rail and then get by. I Ray was a little overconfident. And then they threw him right to the wolves. Instead of just putting him in another maiden race, getting his confidence, they put him right into the hopeful stakes, which we know was just a just an unbelievable race. And then they ship him out west, run him against Muth, and then put him in against Nash. It's like Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So the horse is a deserving, you know, two to five favorite probably. But you know, if BU wins and then you flip to the next race and socially selective wins. Why even play the pick five? Right. I mean, you're looking at two monster favorites. Right. So to me, you got to try to beat one of them, and I'm going to try to beat BU. I figure 12 hole, a little bit of a layoff, some speed in there. You know, may, maybe this three horse wakes up and just runs a monster number flying from the back. All right. Sounds good. Let's uh, go to fairgrounds now. Fairgrounds on. Saturday, we're going to go to race six, which is a mile 16th allowance optional claimer. And this is for four and up, which have never won $18,000 twice other than maiden claiming starter, yada, yada, yada. And in race six, who do you like, Dan? Well, last week we had a two horse race at the fairgrounds. We picked the wrong one. I think I got the right one this time. It's a two horse race. Banishing's going to probably go to the lead. From the rail with Brendan Walsh, but I just, I mean, I know that horse is a good horse. Don't get me wrong, but I've bet on him a couple times, even though he beat that field and he, and he won fairly easy, there was just nothing in there. It just was not a really packed field. And that's kind of why I liked him so much. And uh, he kind of fell into the lead by default from the rail. And he's probably going to do that again. I, I don't see much speed in there with him. Maybe Runaway Magic, the, the cheaper uh, Sharp Horse of six, maybe runs early. But I think because there's no speed, I, I think Highland Falls is going to sit second or third, maybe fourth, and just not be that far out of it. And I just think this horse is, is a really good horse. It's a Curlin. It's a Godolphin. It's Cox. Should be three for three. Got a just a horrid ride in the second start. And uh, they took that kid off put Florent Giroux on, 
and he just went as easy as you could win last time. And that number, those figures, they get figures wrong sometimes, but for the majority of the time, these figures are pretty accurate. And if he's going to run back to a 98 or anywhere in that vicinity, the one's going to really have to improve to beat him. And if they're going to be the same price or very close to the same price, I think Highland Falls is the single in the late pick five at, at the fairgrounds. I think the other races might be might be fairly tough enough that it doesn't matter if this horse goes off even money, that there's there's prices to be had in the other races uh, to get to get a little bit of a price. And so I would just go ahead and single Highland Falls and be done with it. And hopefully we chose the right one in a two horse race. I'm almost certain. My memory's not what it used to be. I think Highland Falls was entered at Oakland uh, this past week or, or past weekend, and I think he drew the 11 or the 12 hole, and that's that's no good at Oakland going two turns. So obviously they're not trying to give him a race. It looks like they're, maybe they're they're actually going for the win here. So yeah, I, I like your selection here. Really, yeah. If you, if 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 you're gonna play a late horizontal. Unless you've got a single later, you really don't want to use both of these horses. You're going to have to choose one. If you know, if you if you want to play two, I guess that's fine. But play play one and play your wager twice, and then spend uh, and then maybe maybe if you cash, you'll cash double what you normally will. So uh, let's go to the main event at Turfway Park, and uh, really a nondescript weekend of racing. I don't think there's a lot going on on Saturday uh, in terms of stakes races, but uh, Turfway's always got a challenging card and we're going to go to race number seven. Yes, n- race number seven. And this is uh, six furlongs, 30,000 non-winners of three. Now I griped about uh, non-winners of two, $30,000 last week. And uh, lo and behold, that was your single that won and uh, was a really nice price. I think around seven to two. So, Hopefully somebody listened to that out there last last weekend. We're going to go to this non-winners of three this time. And, uh, Dan, you've got a uh, – looks like you've got a price in here as well. I like that. I want to hear more about uh, your selection in race number seven. First of all, how in the world did that horse go off seven to two last week? I, I'm, in, I'm still – we gave it out on the air. We gave it out on the videos. We gave it out on your podcast. We, we gave it out on the sheet. It's the only star play the whole night. I thought we were probably going to be six to five or eight to five. I, when the horse sat at two to one, two and a half the entire time up to a minute to post, I said, well, he'll go to even money, last flash like they always do. And I'll be damned if all the money didn't come in on the eight who went down to two to one and we ended up getting seven to two. I, I was in utter disbelief, but obviously very happy when you saw my wager. I, I wagered as much as I've wagered on any horse the entire meet at, at Turfway and glad that we were right. I'm probably going to make a very sizable wager again on this horse. When you look at this horse, the 11 bat flip, first of all, he's third choice morning line. He's in the 11 hole turning back. The 11 hole going a mile is a death trap at Turfway. The 11 hole going this distance, which is the sprint distance, of six furlongs it's great so we go from a terrible post to a great post he's going from an allowance race to thirty thousand. he's second off the layoff walsh has now probably figured him out knows what he thinks he wants 
He's got three works in him since the since the the race that he didn't fire in, which was a much 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 better race. He's getting Lasix for the first time in his life as a four year old, which is very odd that a four year old's never had Lasix, but they had him in those maiden races as a two year old, which for some god forbidden reason they won't allow you to have, and then in the stakes races as a three year old, no Lasix again, and now they're able to give him Lasix. So we don't know, as we like to say, and I know it's probably not political correct to say it, but we we like to say first time juice. Well, (laughs) when when they've never had the juice before and all these other horses have had it, it ain't like, you know, everybody's getting it. You know, he's getting it for the first time in his life. He's drawing an outside post. He doesn't have to be a mile back. Now he's going to be He's going to be five, six lengths out of it. There's no question. But when I look at the other two horses, I think have a chance, the eight and nine, the eight has absolutely no speed, a bad trainer, and he's already had chances somewhere near this level. His numbers are not improving. They're going the wrong way. So I see no reason at two to three to one for Edward Vaughn to take legal attack over the 11. Well, then I look at the nine and I'm staring at a rider I don't like. And I'm thinking, well, <laughs> we got a rider I don't like either that's on a horse that was 55 to one last time. Now he's going to be four to one. Yes, he's got two wins at Turfway and that's why he's probably going to be three or four to one. I got, I, I'm just staring at, if this is my two horses to beat, I got speed in a 10 horse that's going to at least set it up, you know, to have a closer. The seven's got a little bit of speed. The six has got turn back speed, but it should be enough to be able to put him forward into the race. I don't know what to think of the five, honestly. I mean, that could be an upsetter, maybe. The four's got some speed, and the rest of them have no chance. So I, I just, this to me is a perfect opportunity again. A lot of times these races at Turfway is not just a bet on, it's a bet against, where you can eliminate so many other horses to get it down to, okay, well, I only think three or four of them can win here. I got the best posts and the best reasoning behind to improve. If if my horse runs back to those 80, 81 numbers, or even the 76 number that he ran in October, he's going to be right on the wire. There's no Northern Invaders in here. I mean, this, this, this horse is going to break slow, come flying late. Hopefully the Lasix lights him up so he's rolling down the middle of the stretch. And uh, maybe six is too short, but uh, I'm not so sure it is. I mean, he, he ran at Aqueduct back in September of 22 and ran a good second to a really nice horse from the rail. So, I mean, I, he, doesn't, he doesn't scream to me like he can't sprint is what I'm trying to say, at least at this level. So we'll see. Five to one to me is a perfect price. If we get seven to two or four to one, I'll be firing. If he opens up four to five, then I'll have to rethink it. But I, I think Batflip's got a really, really nice chance to win this race. All right. I I love it. I love the love the price, love all the connections, and uh yeah, I love your reasoning. So uh we got some horses to play on Saturday. Let's recap real quick. Uh, uh Gulfstream race one, we like uh Kozanka, the eight horse. And race number nine, we like the three horse D-Day Sky for Ian Wilkes. Going to fairgrounds, race number six. I didn't write the number down for race number six, but uh, 
Highland Falls is number seven, seven to five. And of course, at Turfway, Bat Flip in race number seven is five to one with uh, Axel Concepcion, the shortstop, as you like to call him. Yeah, we got the shortstop on Bat Flip. I mean, some, some there's got to be something there, right? Wow, that's uh, they call that the Swami angle, right? Yeah, exactly. We got that's, the Swami angle on them. Yeah, it's perfect, perfect. All right. Well, uh, if if you're if you're still with us, uh, we thank you for listening, of course. And uh, I'll remind you once again, if you could uh, if you could like us, or uh, I'm battling my cat right now. My cat wants to walk on the keyboard, uh, so we're 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 having a tussle. But anyway, if you uh, like us or or subscribe or whatever your uh, your way of listening uh, allows you to do, leave a comment, leave a positive comment. We're available on Spotify, uh, Apple, SoundCloud. Uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon, anywhere you can uh, listen to a podcast, you'll you'll hear us. I also uh, would invite you to listen to the Auxiliary Gate podcast. We try to do those once a week. And, of course, uh, we invite you to uh, fatballguyracing.com and subscribe to that. Uh, we've got uh, a lot of racing, a lot of good racing coming up. Not so much this weekend, but next uh, Saturday, Fairgrounds has a big card. After that, you've got the Pegasus World Cup and then tons and tons and tons of Triple Crown races. Uh, excuse me, triple crown preps coming up in the near future. So, uh, Dan, anything else you want to add before we sign off? Just hopefully in the next few weeks, me and you will be talking some derby stuff too, along with who's your single. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to get interesting here real quick. So uh, just uh, tighten your seatbelt and uh, strap in. We'll be ready to roll. So on behalf of Dan, I'm CC Broadus, reminding you that gambling money ain't got no home.